Hey dear ones, it's Dr. Shelley. So I mentioned a while back that I started a new online school. Basically my travel schedule, as you know, uh, kind of got canceled this year. And so I converted a lot of my classes to the online format. And I have to tell you, this has been a complete joy and a complete blast. You can come on over and check the school out at healingarts.thinkific.com. And there you will find certification programs in Egyptian energy healing, my new Pythagorean healing series, and so much more with new courses being added all the time. And when you take one of my energy healing certification courses, you are invited to come on over to Zoom and join me personally for ongoing Zoom calls. And we have been having a complete blast. We've sent healing light out to people, out to animals, situations, the world, and everything in between. It's a great community, and I want you to join us. So check it out at healingarts.thinkific.com, and I'll look forward to welcoming you to a class very soon. Coming up on the next episode of Healing Arts, let's tell some ghost stories for Halloween. That would be super fun. I have some weird paranormal stories that I will share. Some have been in my books and some will be a surprise. But what would be even more fun is if you will call into the show and leave a message with your own ghost story, either something that's happened to you or something that you really like, and you could be on the show next time. Or leave me a message about anything. I will be leaving you the link so that you can send me a message. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash healing arts slash message. Leave me a message. I want to hear from you. Namaste. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey, dear one, I'm back. I hope you've had a great week. Um, I'm still recovering, but I have to tell you, I'm a thousand times better than I was even last week. I think getting back to the podcast, um, doing a book signing, that was really good. So I'm feeling pretty good these days. And I'm so, so grateful. And I am hoping that you are doing the same. 
So what we're going to talk about this week is spontaneous past life memories. Yes, I call this supretrov. Um, this is a word I made up. Yes, I coined this term. I don't know why everybody's having such a hard time pronouncing it. It's soup retro v, like supernatural retro, which is a French word meaning past, and v v i e actually means life. So how I came about this is that many years ago I started realizing that whenever I would travel. Sometimes I would have really weird stuff happen to me. And then over the years, I have realized that this is happening to all people all the time, whether they are aware of it or not. And so recently, um, I'm working on some new book projects. And so I always go back into my case histories and I dig up old case histories. I actually found some notes and the first time that I ever actually wrote about spontaneous past life memories was back in early 2006. Well, no, it would have been the end of 2006, I guess, because it was right after I got back from Russia. I went to Russia. Um, I've got a few books on Supertrovy. So in the first one, I talk about my trip to Russia. And during the trip to Russia, there were all kinds of places where I went, like to monasteries. Um, places in Moscow for sure. And some of the little villages that were along the Volga, because I was on one of those Russian river cruises, um, that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I had been there before. And the most profound thing that happened was when you go to Moscow, there is the Kremlin Armory Museum, which is basically a big building filled with weapons from Russia. I am not into weapons. I mean, this was just a typical museum tour, tons and tons, like floors and floors and floors of military stuff. And I don't want to say I was bored. I mean, it's fascinating, but I wasn't that into it. But at the very end of the, uh, the tour, we had to go down into the basement where you walk down this big flight of stairs. They have this semicircle where you're going to go like counterclockwise around this huge room that's about the size of a gymnasium. And in the room were all of the carriages from the Russian Empire over the century. So I walked down the stairs. I'm about to make a right. And I just started going, oh, I started feeling really horrible. And I look over to my right and there was a carriage there. And I just started having a flash that I had been around this carriage in a previous lifetime. And the feeling was so palpable. It was creepy. And something told me I need to calm down. And just like when, you know, when you take a gemstone that's super high frequency and you try to lay it on the body, it's really hard to be around it. So that's kind of like this. I said, I need to calm down and then I need to very gently come over here and see if I can get closer to this because it's going to help heal something within me. So I took my time. I went over there. I got really, really close and I saw the little plate where it said what it was, it was a carriage that was given to the Russian czar by James of England. This would have been back in the 1600s. And I just looked at it. I've got a picture of it in one of my books. I'm going to leave the links to the books here in the show notes. But I started looking at this and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I had been in the presence of this carriage before. And it made a huge and freaky 
impact on me to be that close to it again. So that was back in 2006 when I was in Russia. I didn't really get serious about thinking about spontaneous past life memories until um, after 2012, let's say. I ended up buying a travel agency. I think some of you know that. I was a travel agent. I am obsessed with ships and sailing. So I, I bought a cruise planners franchise and I was taking a lot of cruises at the time. And I ended up going to Key West with my brother. This is the story that's in the first book. This is the one that got so bad that I finally decided to write a book about it. Um, Key West is gorgeous. I don't know if y'all have ever been there, but it's, it's a beautiful town. I do highly recommend it now. But when we went there, we got off the ship. I was feeling fine, but I started feeling sick as a bloody dog. My eyes were watering. I felt dizzy. I mean, my eyes were watering so bad that tears were just pouring out of my face. And we were trying to stump down past like Ernest Hemingway has his house there. I really wanted to go in it, but I wasn't feeling well enough to do it. I peeked over the wall. Then you kind of keep walking down the sidewalk and you walk down towards this one point, which is considered to be the very, uh, I guess it's the very southernmost tip of the United States. And you can stand there and it's like super cool. So I did want to go see that. So we did that. And then we started kind of making our way the other direction. Um, I did go to Margaritaville. I had a margarita. Yay! Because Jimmy Buffett lives down in that area as well. So that was kind of fun. Um, the whole thing was, I mean, it's a great town, like I said, but I was just like increasingly not able to feel better. Um, my brother had a little allergies, but I mean, he was having a fine time. I still had to go with him and take him to get him a drink, obviously. So I was trying to suck it up. But then once we got done with the margaritas, we walked back toward the ship. The minute I got inside the ship and I was not standing out there anymore, I started feeling better. And so this caused me to think, well, maybe there's some kind of material that blew in off the coast. Because this was like in December. But, you know, it's spring somewhere. And I thought maybe just some flowery allergens were out there because my eyes stopped watering. I didn't feel bad anymore. Everything was fine. So we get in the ship and the ship had these really amazing um, hot tub areas and like a sauna and steam room. So I like steam a lot. So the steam room was just like this long room. It had a window where you could just like look out of the port while you're sitting in there steaming. It was wonderful. So I'm sitting in there looking out and just going, you know, just kind of being blown away with uh, how fast I recovered now that I wasn't back out there anymore. And so it just started occurring to me, well, maybe this place just has bad vibes. I mean, maybe it's not allergens at all. And so I started feeling better. And so, you know, usually it takes a while. Everybody gets back on the ship. They wait a couple hours and then they pull away so that they can go out to the next port. So we're hanging out in the dining room eating a meal. I was starting to feel better. The ship had pulled away and I noticed immediately that the further away I got from that area, the better I felt, which was really weird. And so I was going, man, that's just even more of a reason for me to think that maybe there's something wrong with Key West. And I made a vow and if you've read Meet Your Karma or even Past Lives with Pets, you know, sometimes people make a vow and that can be very bad. But I actually did. I made a vow. I said, I will never go to Key West again because this place must have bad vibes. 
So we pull out and we get pretty far away. And I was still at the dining room table and I started going, oh, I started feeling really bad. And then once we got even further away, then that bad feeling went away. And I said, there's something bad here. And I'm just going to make a note to myself. I'm never coming back here again, ever. But what ended up happening, as you know how things go, um, I went home and I swear to God, two days after I got home, a friend of mine actually called and said, hey, I'm going to Key West on a cruise. You want to go? And I'm like, first of all, I rarely turn down a cruise because I am addicted to ships. I like to study the portholes. I like to stand on the deck. I look at I look at weird stuff. I take pictures of the actual ship uh, mechanical features. I mean, I'm in, I'm obsessed and insane with the ship thing. So it's really hard for me to say, no, I don't want to go on a cruise. But wait a minute. I just made a vow. I'm never going to this town again. And so I know it sounds ridiculous because obviously I do pass life regression for a, re a reason and for, you know, a living. I thought to myself, wait a minute, you know what? Maybe I need to have a past life regression. Maybe there's an actual issue here. Now you would think I would have thought about this before, but guess what? <laughs> Nobody can see themselves. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't see that. I just, I didn't even think about it. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead. I was training some students at the time. I had one of my students regress me and I'll be darned. Yes, I had lived in Key West or not in Key West. But what I saw was um, I was a pirate that lived. I can't remember whether it was the 16 or 1700s. I think it was the 1700s. I can't remember. It's in all of this is in the book. But I basically was bending my crew out of shape. I was being a jerk. And so they had me walk the plank and they dropped me off right about the place where I was getting sick in the dining room. And I saw the vision of where they threw me off the ship and I swam all the way to what is now Key West. Of course, then there was nothing there. There were no buildings or anything. It was just an island. So I swam over there, crawled. I saw myself just crawling up. I was just staggering to the shore and I died right there. And so we did a big healing. We did a big cord cutting. It's all the stuff, like, especially if you read Meet Your Karma, which is about more traumatic stuff that happens to people. There's a lot of cord cutting in that book because we have to cut cords between unwanted influences and ourselves. So I was cutting cords, did a healing. And I thought, you know, now you got me curious. I want to know what is going to happen and will the past life regression actually work or not? And so I couldn't wait to see. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you what happened. We'll be right back. Hey friends, it's Dr. Shelley. If you are experiencing anxiety, depression, or trauma, check out my book, Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories. 
This is a book filled with amazing case histories of clients who have successfully healed their anxiety and trauma, and it has a lot of guided journeys in it designed to help you get through these challenging times. Click on my website at pastlifelady.com, follow the book links, and check out Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories today. Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. You can visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. All right. So before the break, I was telling you about this weird trip to Key West. I was sick as a dog. I was invited to return. I had a past life regression. So here's the moment of truth, friends, because here I am. I'm a past life regressionist. I mean, do I want to put my money where my mouth is? Do I actually believe that past life regressions really do work? Or is this just all a bunch of nonsense? So I couldn't think of any better way to test this than by going back to Key West. Even if I was tortured, even if I hated it, it would still be worthwhile to see could this problem be, uh, you know, rectified or even lessened even just a little bit after undergoing a past life regression. So I went over there, we got off the ship. And when you get off the ship, there's a long dock, and then you've got to kind of make a left and go back past these beautiful buildings. I'm sure a lot of y'all have have been there. And if you haven't, I, again, I do recommend the place. I think it's beautiful. So I walk to the left, I go through the buildings and I'm going to try to go out towards where this tram is so that I can start taking the tram around town. There's this one building not too far from the, the shore. And I sensed really strong that kind of in the alleyway right behind that building between a couple buildings, there was some dumpsters and stuff. And I sensed that this was really close to where I probably perished. So I stopped what I was doing. I just got real calm within myself. I imagined there's the dumpster, which was probably, you know, hundreds of feet away. Cut the cords, walk a little closer, keep cutting the cords, walk a little closer, cut, 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 cut. Just imagining when you cut cords, you know, you're imagining there's there's an energetic cord of light that's coming out of your solar plexus and it's attaching you with anything that is an unwanted influence. So I just kept imagining myself just cutting the cords cutting the cords as I get closer and closer and closer. And finally, I just got to this one space. And just like I did with the Russian carriage, I just kind of sat there for a minute. And I just said, okay, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Kind of talking myself off the ledge. And then after a couple minutes, it started to be a little more okay. So I said, all right, I feel better. So then I left that area. We went and got on the tram. We went to Hemingway's house, went down to the point, went and had a drink or whatever. Had a great time. Didn't have any problems. Once I got the, the bigger problem still, even once I cut the cords, though, there was still a yucky energy near this place where I was cutting cords, but it wasn't incapacitating me. My eyes weren't filling with water. I wasn't staggering around like an idiot. So I said, oh my gosh, you know, this really works. So before we went to get on the ship, I thought, I want to go back over to that area and see if it's better now. 
And my friends were like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. They didn't, they just didn't want me to collapse or anything. So I said, all right. So I didn't do it. And so it's been a few years now. I do want to go back to Key West again. So maybe one of these days, if we ever get out of virus mode, maybe I can take you there and we can see what happens the next time I go back to this place. So the reason why I want to point these things out to people, though, really came after that because I decided I wanted to write a book about it. And I wrote about some of my other weird trips. And again, I'll leave the books in the show links or the the book links in the show notes. Okay. I'm still having a brain cloud, I think, friends, but oh well. Anyway, um, I decided that I needed to start asking other people, hey, do you have this happen to you? Have you been somewhere and had modern surroundings fade away? Have you felt ill in places? Have you loved places a little too much? And what I started to find out is that guess what? This happens to everybody. It's happening to everybody. And sometimes it's so subtle. You know, even when it was happening to me for years and years, you know, you tend to have crazy thoughts. I mean, you know, I have crazy thoughts. We know that. I think that's been very widely established. But after a while, you just start to dismiss those things and you just don't worry about it, you know. So um, I started interviewing people and realizing this is very, very prevalent with many, many people. Um, I wanted, so I wrote a book about that where it was just case studies from other people. One of the really good ones, um, this woman I know told me about when she was a little kid, she was like a 12 year old. Her parents took her to Vicksburg, Mississippi, which is right on the Mississippi. It's a civil war battle site. They took her out there and she said everything, all the buildings went away and she started hearing, you know, musket balls and gunfire and horses falling and screaming. And she said it was super traumatic. And so her and I ended up having a past life regression um, where she was able to go into that and do some healing on it. And so this just kind of opened the door to this idea that maybe we don't really even need a past life regression to recall our past lives. What we need a regression for is to revisit the lives that we've already remembered so that we can come up with healing and get resolution about things. And one of the other interesting case histories was another friend of mine who, very spiritual, went to New Orleans to see a King Tut exhibit. And when he got close to the artifacts, he started having a panic attack. He is in a wheelchair. And so in this current life, so he couldn't get up and run right out of the museum. He started having this vision of sand collapsing on him, like, like he was down in one of the pyramids or not pyramids, but in the, one of the tombs and the whole thing just came down on top of him. His friends were freaking out. Cause he was like, Oh, you know, he's having a panic attack. They had to get him out of the museum. He said it took him quite a long time to calm down, but they finally chilled him out. Well, he had a regression with me and he went into this whole Egyptian past life where he recalled himself as a worker and he felt that the sand um, tunnel had collapsed on him and he died feeling that he had let down his pharaoh and really believing that he was not going to be personally admitted into the afterlife because he was a failure. And so we did a whole huge healing on this 
and it really helped. And so the point, I guess, is that I feel like this is happening to everyone. So ask yourself, like, have you had trips that you've taken where you felt like something was super familiar? Or have you ever been in the presence of an artifact at a museum and got a freaky feeling? Or even gems and stones, you know, I think that gems and stones, um, we talked about past lives with gems and stones last time. And I believe for sure that gemstones are bringing up past life memories because these different gems come from different parts of the world where your soul may have lived in a past life. Have you ever thought about that? You know, Edgar Casey definitely believed that the gemstones were helping because you pick up the stone, you place it on the body, it's going to help the frequencies just the same way as I believe that if you can get by artifacts and things that you have been around in a past life and just kind of hang on and just let the vibes kind of iron themselves out, you will be better for it. So food for thought. We'll be right back. Hey friends, I want you to check out my Past Life Lady YouTube channel that has tons of free videos that teach you how to do all kinds of things from energy healing, gem and mineral healing. I've got guided imagery up there for you. So check it out. Just go over to YouTube and type the words past life lady in the search bar and hit subscribe. And I'll look forward to welcoming you over to my channel today. Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm Dr. Shelley Kerr. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. So I challenge you this week to just think back to some of these weird times that you may have had in your own life, like trips you took. And again, it doesn't have to be bad. You could have turned a cartwheel and jumped for joy at a place that you visited or after seeing a certain object. So just start to think about those things and think about asking yourself, hey, is this from my past life or not? Hopefully they're all pleasant, but the point of it is, is just to bring more conscious awareness into the feelings that we're having during our daily life. Because when we're having horrible reactions to things, you know, I could have just blown Key West off and just said, I'm never going there again. That would have been such a shame because I've really come to really love that little town. It's a beautiful place. They've got wonderful little quirky places to go visit. And so if I hadn't done a healing on that, then I would have really been missing out. And so I feel like if we can all bring more conscious awareness to the real impact that our past lives are having on our present and then do our best to cut cords, send light and bring more neutrality into our life, more peace into our life, that we can have a better life experience in the, in the now, which is 
You know, that's why we do this stuff. That's why we do any healing is so that our current life can be more peaceful and more pleasant and we can do the best that we can with what, you know, with the cards that we're all being dealt. So food for thought, dear. All righty. So I hope you have a blessed, blessed week and I just cannot wait to see you again. And we'll talk about more weird stuff on the next episode of Healing Arts. Coming up on the next episode of Healing Arts, let's tell some ghost stories for Halloween. That would be super fun. I have some weird paranormal stories that I will share. Some have been in my books and some will be a surprise. But what would be even more fun is if you will call into the show and leave a message with your own ghost story, either something that's happened to you or something that you really like, and you could be on the show next time. Or leave me a message about anything. I will be leaving you the link so that you can send me a message. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash healing arts slash message. Leave me a message. I want to hear from you. Namaste. Healing Arts is sponsored in part by PastLifeLady.com, my official website where you can find information about past life regression, my books, energy healing methods, gems, stones, and minerals, and more. Visit PastLifeLady.com for more details and through the generous donations from supporters like you. Click on the links to discover how you can support the Healing Arts program. And thank you in advance. Namaste.